It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. We are so grateful that you are here with us today. Embracing Life is the title of our program, and it is fabulous. We have two very special guests today. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and you have found the Love Ladies. We're thrilled that you are here with us on 101.1 FM or 1120 AM. Maybe you're streaming us on The Bridge Austin. Maybe you're listening to the podcast right now. Um, but so we, many ways. So many ways. We're so grateful that you are with us today. I am in studio with my beautiful co-hosts, Kathy Anderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Hello, ladies. Hello, <laughs> Coach Carrie. Good morning. <laughs> great to have you guys. I mean, it's so nice to be in studio together. It's just it so is. great. It makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And so I love this opportunity, even though it is uh, for our listeners, this program is going to air the first Saturday of the new year. So happy new, happy new year, year, everyone. How exciting. We if are still had, in 2022. If I had a whistle, I'd blow it. But <laughs> have one. one of those horns. Yeah. 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 But we, but we are still in 2022 present. We have pre-taped this program um, because uh, we just have these amazing guests that Marlene has brought to us today, and we wanted to go ahead and, and interview them um, with this topic, y'all, donor and transplant. We that, have never had anything like this no. on Love Talk. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, Embracing Life. Marlene, you are just continuing our Embracing series that we did in December. <laughs> well, actually, Kathy titled it, but, oh, I, but, but okay. I think it's appropriate. <laughs> yes. So, yes, um, it, we are Embracing Life today. And it is going to be a little bit different program. Number one, there's five of us yeah. that are, are on the air. So we it, it's a real hen party Listeners, it's going to be fun. Uh, but two, <laughs> we're going to have a story that is different for us, and it's already been reported in Inside Edition, but it's one that's both important and life-changing. And so we have two guests today, and they were childhood friends, I think, in elementary school. And so they're the ones that it's all about, and they're the ones that made it happen. So I'd like to introduce them to you right now. The first, I'd like to introduce uh, Jennifer Tyndall. She has been married to her husband, Brad, for 24 years, and together they have an 18-year-old son. Jennifer works as an administrator at Texas State Technical College in Waco, and that's where I met her because I'm a STC retiree. (laughs) And our second guest is Crystal Watson. She's been married to her husband, Jason, for 21 years. Crystal works at Brazosport College in Lake Jackson. And I think it's interesting because I think, Jennifer, you met your husband the same, no, you married your husband the same year that Crystal met her husband, and you both work at colleges. So obviously you have a connection that goes beyond the norm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Jennifer. Welcome, yes, and our, our husbands went to junior high together and played football. Didn't know it. Yeah, it's, it's like all the things. Wow, what? that and, is amazing. And, and Jennifer and I both have birthdays in June. <laughs> all right. Well, there is there's a definite connection. Is that is kismet the right word or? Uh. What, but but anyway, welcome and thank you for being here. Um, so tell us, you two both met in the second grade, is that correct? Don't nod. Say yes. <laughs> that, that's the one thing about radio. They, our guests can't, can't hear you when you're nodding. Well, so I love that. What, what drew you to each other as young girls? Uh, go ahead, Crystal. Well, think, so we went to a very small Christian school in Waco, Texas, Trinity Lutheran School. It's no longer around, but, you know, there are probably – 10 or 15 kids in the class. It only went up to like sixth grade at the time. Um, and Crystal, was, I went there in kindergarten and first grade, and then Crystal came in second grade. And I think we're just both outgoing and like just love life. And I think that was one of the things that probably drew us together. Um, now, Crystal, yeah. what do you remember it's about Jennifer? It has been a while. <laughs> Crystal, what do you remember about Jennifer from from those early years um, of elementary school? Oh, um, gosh, it's been so long. I but know. I just remember wanting to, you know, 
be with her. I loved it when I would go to her house or always wanted her to come to my house. And I just, I just remember always wanting, um, to be around her and, you know, second grade play. And, and I just, I just always enjoyed, uh, just being, being with her and doing whatever we wanted to do. I, I know I really loved it when we went out for, I guess it's called recess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I that and we would play. It, I just, I, I did. I, 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 she was my best friend. I love that. And so how long were you friends? Was it just second grade or were you friends all the way through school? Um, we were, we were friends second and third grade. Um, and we were still going to Trinity second and third, but when we both got into fourth grade, I, um, started going to a public school in my hometown and she herself started going to a public school midway and we stayed friends. Oh my gosh. I, I want to say till the, we were like in seventh grade that we were able to, we would spend time with each other. You know, I'd go to her house. She would come to my house, but, um, I think we, I think we finally kind of lost touch in seventh grade around that time. Yeah, I would say that that's about right. You know, it, this was way before social media or anything, and I had siblings, and she, you know, phone time, and, you know, every, you, you get busy with your own school life and extracurricular, and so, um, yeah, I think we just slowly lost touch without, you know, meaning to. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's amazing that you even kept uh, continuing the friendship when you weren't going to the same school any longer. I mean, I, I know there was a challenge when my younger daughters, we they went to the same school uh, all their t- all their life in Texas. And when the, their friends would leave and go to a different school, it was very difficult to arrange those play dates. Very, very hard. So it amazes me that you're saying you actually continued the friendship through seventh grade. That that impresses me. That really shows me that there was a longing and a desire to actually make that time. Your poor mamas, you must have been pulling on their arms and on their skirts and, you know... Of course. You can, uh, Crystal's <laughs> laughing, so that that obviously was a true statement. <laughs> well, you know, um, I had a, a girlfriend when I was in elementary school, same ages, and we were practically joined at the hip, and I thought I would never lose touch with her, and yet I have. And so I commend you two for staying together. Had y'all planned things as you got older so that uh, – Y'all could stay close, or was was there just eventually a time where it just kind of was too hard? I, I think I, that I mean, we would go to birthday parties, you know, or or try to hang out. But I think you know she made a new group of friends, and I did too. And we would we would try, but again, it just through time and in life, right, just kind of drifted. Well, something obviously brought y'all back together, and we're, we're going to talk about that today. But one of the things that, uh, you know, when I asked you, Jennifer, about being on Love Talk, you readily agreed and said you wanted to share about God's love with others in order to help them. And so I kind of went and just tried to find some scriptures along that line. And the first one I'd, I'd like to go ahead and read, it's Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. It says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And then John fifteen twelve, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. So is there a verse that comes to mind that kind of has, has, is now both of your focus uh, um, regarding loving each other and, and um, doing for others as God would do for us? I think for me, it's always been what we call the golden rule, the, the do unto others. So, you know, um, Matthew seven twelve, I believe, looking at it online to make sure I had it right. So in everything you do, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. And so I just think it's always just treat everyone the way you want to. Just be a good person and, and just realize um I feel like we get very self-absorbed in our society now. And so I think it's so important to just stop and look around you with eyes wide open. You know, every single person is going 
through something and just acknowledge that and and keep them in your heart and prayers. Um, that's just what I like. Mm-hmm. Well, Crystal, we know that life hasn't really been easy for you. So um, do you want to tell us just a little bit about um, what happened and, and what was the catalyst that caused you to reach out um, with your need? Okay, well, uh, I, you know, I was born with um, congenital defects. So, you know, I've been in and out of the hospital all my life. And to me, it, it, it just seems normal. I don't know any way different. So I've, I've never really looked at my health as, you know, an issue or, you know, poor me. But um, it was when my kidneys started failing. I have an abdominal fused kidney. And so it, it just started failing, and um, and I was very blessed that when I was approved, finally, to get a transplant, because before then, it was always a hard no because of my health issues. Mm. But we, I have an amazing car- cardiologist, and he gave my heart an oil change. And <laughs> I'll have to and, know what that is. <laughs> and my nephrologist said, okay, all right, let's 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 see if you approve. So I went through the testing. I got approved for transplant, and I was very blessed that many people immediately wanted to test. And um, and when I had several people um, get denied, my nephrologist was the one that told me, you know what, you need to reach out on social media and tell your story, and that's what I did. Wow. wow. For for those of us um, who are not in the medical field, a nephrologist is um, a person who specializes in the treatment of kidney disorders, kidney diseases, kidney issues. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes, that okay. is correct. Okay, awesome. I, I, I figured as much, but I just wanted to make sure there. So you guys um, lost touch. I, you know, it, it had been years and years and years. I mean, over 30 years since you guys had connected and I love that about social media right I mean if we really want to find someone we can probably find someone (laughs) truth (laughs) Truth. that's truth and we can kind of check in on those people that we haven't seen in a while but I just keep going back I literally just met you guys and I keep going back to how God puts people in our lives over and over again, and we never know the effect that we've had on them. We never know when um, we'll see them again, maybe. But sometimes he puts people in our lives for a season, and that's what happened with y'all. You were in each other's lives for a season, and then your seasons changed, and your worlds went on, and you maybe thought of each other in passing, um, but I love that. Right now, we're in our love talk season with mm-hmm. the three of us. And Marlene, uh, God put Jennifer in your life for a season. How long did you guys work together at TSTC? Um, when did you start, Jennifer? Uh, February of 2017. Okay. So really from when she, when she first yeah. began, I was already at TSTC. So um Yes, and, and, and Jennifer was always the go-to problem solver. Oh, okay. Know, so, you know, if, <laughs> if I needed to get in touch with somebody or I didn't have a piece of information I needed about personnel or whatever, um, she was the person I called and always mm-hmm. responsive. And so, um, and for those of you who don't know, Texas State Technical College is um, Texas's only two-year uh, school that specializes in vocational education. So we train the technicians who make the world go around. And uh, I keep saying we. I, and, You're a but, big part of but that, But I'm going to be there yeah. forever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, and Jennifer is uh, actually chief of staff for the executive vice chancellor. So Excellent. she has a key, key position there. Well, so what I love about the story is that Jennifer was not sitting on her couch eating bonbons wondering what to do with her life. She was super busy demanding job and we have crystal that posts a message on on social media about a need and i cannot wait to find out what happens when jennifer sees that message friends we're going to hear right from jennifer about what god did 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You found the love ladies right here on KTXW, 101.1 FM, 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin. Uh, I don't know how you're listening to us today, friends. A lot of my friends are now listening to us on our podcast, which I am so grateful for. Um, just all the people that make that happen, not only you and Eric, Kathy, um, but Gavin, I mean, holy cow. So you can go to your favorite podcast medium, uh, whether that's Apple or Spotify, and you can find us, Love Talk, all one word, big, bright, red um, insignia there with our bright, shiny faces, and you can't miss us. Today, friends, we um, maybe you've been thinking about uh, your childhood friend that you lost touch with after the fifth grade or the fourth grade um, because we're talking to two people who were childhood friends and just lost touch over the years and hadn't seen each other for 30 years. Um, This is a story of transplant, organ transplant, organ donor. And I am so intrigued by this story because it's not coincidence. It is God's divine intervention. We're speaking with Jennifer Tyndall and Crystal Watson, childhood friends. They're both coincidentally college administrators at different colleges, and they reconnected recently um, through all, all I can say is is God and social media. Now, Crystal, um, so your doctors said, all right, um, there's not been a match, and they encouraged you to put this on social media. Tell us what you did. So... Um when she, uh, my nephrologist, Dr. Cher, when she encouraged me to uh, tell my story, she's like, you know, what better way than social media? So I, I got on Facebook and I, I told my story, like my whole health story. And what's very unique about it is that just not too long ago, Jennifer and I connected. Oh. And. This is definitely God divine because how I found her, I, I can't, I don't remember, but I did. You know, she's got a last name, different last name now, but I found her and I, I, I did a friend request and she accepted. So it, definitely, definitely God divine for sure. Wow. Well, wow. tell us your story, Crystal. You said that you were born with some congenital defects and you're, you know, you're, you've never, thought anything different you knew you had to go to some doctors and that you know your body might be a little bit different than somebody else's but it never really um kept you from living life and 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 doing your thing but i your kidney issue became a a big problem tell us about your health concerns and what prompted you to need this kidney transplant okay well um you know like like we mentioned, um, I was born with congenital defects. I have uh, heart defects, and I have I was born with one lung. Mm-hmm. I was born with um, scoliosis, and then I was born with the abdominal fused kidney. Um, my kidney was really never an issue growing up. It was always the concerns of my heart, my lung, and my scoliosis. But um, and so, like I said, the the kidney was was good to then but later on in life um maybe about 10 years ago my my abdominal fused kidney became an issue and um so I was referred to a nephrologist who is a um doctor that specializes in kidneys and um they know I ended up having kidney disease and we would monitor it I would really make sure to eat what I was supposed to eat because I was trying to prolong it as long as I could. And because I know um, from the very beginning, it was a hard no of getting a transplant because of my other health issues. They they felt like my heart wasn't strong enough uh, to go through a transplant. So, you know, they pretty much told me, um, you're going to have to start dialysis. You're just going to have to be on dialysis for the, for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, and mm-hmm. and I accepted it, and and I understood, and it wasn't until 2020 when my cardiologist I had to go through a um, ablation and 
a heart, a little minor heart cath to help with the rhythm of my heart. And it, I have to tell you, after the surgery, uh, my heart was working the best it ever had. Even after I had my open heart in 1992, my heart was now amazing. And wow. my cardiologist wrote a letter to the nephrologist approving of a transplant. And then that's how I was able to start getting tested to see if I was a, a candidate for yeah. a transplant. That's just amazing to me. You've dealt with more than, you know, even in your childhood than most people do their entire life. Mm -hmm. So tell me, how how did you come to know the Lord, and what kind of factor was that in just just living? I mean, just having to deal with all the issues and the doctors that you had to do. Well, you know, um, I my family uh, values we love the Lord. Um, I loved going to church. I loved going to Sunday school. And just uh, my family's very strong believers in the Lord. And, and that's where I get my values. Like I and, and my parents really, really uh, taught me that, you know, everybody is unique. And um, we're all children of God. And God always has a plan for us. You know, and my parents never, um, uh, how do I say it? They, they, um, oh my goodness, tongue twister. They just never wavered? Yeah, they never did. It, I mean, they just made me feel like a normal child, like everybody mm -hmm. else. And I felt that way. Mm -hmm. I didn't see myself as somebody different or, you know, poor me. I have health conditions or I got to go to the doctors like it seemed like every other month. I got to go into the hospital for procedures. I, I, to me, that was normal, but I was okay with that because, you know, my parents are always instilled in me that God has a plan for everybody and that uh, as long as we trust in him, believe in him, I mean, um, he's going to show me the path that I'm to take. It might be a little harder than others, but that's okay. And, and a lot of times I feel like because of my belief in God, you know, why not me? You know, mm -hmm. why not me be the person that endures this? Maybe I can show others that, oh, she's got mm -hmm. all these issues, but it's not stopping her, mm -hmm. you know. I, I like that, that you say, mm -hmm. you know, where most people say, why me? You say, well, why not me? Uh, you know, and the Powerful. Way I, Crystal, I got to say, I am so struck by your smile. I, I mean, it it just lights up. Oh, my, I mean, right now and listening, friends, I know you can probably hear it in her voice. It is just stunning. We wish you could see it. Oh, my goodness. It is stunning. And so you can just see the light of Christ flowing through you. Now, Jennifer, um, tell us a little bit about your journey with the Lord. And then you can follow that up with how did you find out about Crystal's situation? Yes, so um, born and raised Lutheran, um, went to church and went, went to church school until third grade. Um, so did my brother and sister. My parents were always really active in our church. Um, and then even as I grew up, you know, doing the youth group and things like that, it was just always a part of my life. And I just, I mean, I was I was drawn to it. I was always drawn to God. I remember even you know, having a, a job in high school and I would get off work like at midnight and I always had a Bible by my bed and I would just close my eyes and open it and point to a verse <laughs> every night. And it was something that spoke to me about that day or, or, or something. I've just always been um, very spiritual with God. Um, yeah. So there was never a doubt in my mind. Like he's just always led me in my life. And you know, even when I got married, my husband was not raised in the church. And so that was a struggle for young people because I was very Christian and he didn't really understand it. So we would talk through it and um, I would get him to go to church and then he wouldn't go to church and things like that. And then in 2017, he was like, he really, he found the Lord, you know, of his own. And so that was special. And we, we found a church locally and with us uh, and our son, we would go and then. In April of 2018, we, we did a family baptism. So, like, I was baptized mm -hmm. as a baby, 
but my husband and son were not. And so one Sunday, like all three of us were baptized at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a beautiful time for our family and one, one that I just hold dear to my heart. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, how did you so you and Crystal had not really seen each other for 30 years. You, um, Crystal did find you on social media and then probably one day a message popped up. How did you find out about mm-hmm. Crystal's yes. situation? Well, I knew, you know, when we were little kids, she would always just say, well, I have three holes in my heart. And that was just, <laughs> I, I don't know why I remember that. That was just like her spiel, you know. So I'd be like, oh, wow, that's cool or whatever, you know. And we're about a foot height difference. I was always on the back row of the class, and she was always on the front. But we still just, like, we were just, anyway, best friends. So, in August of 21, she shared her story on Facebook. And I remember it was in the evening when I read it. I was just watching TV and scrolling, and, and I saw it. And, again, I knew that she had health issues, but I did not know the extent of all the things that she was born with and, like, was chosen to uh, live with um, for the, all these years. And then when she talked about the kidney transplant, and she just said, if, if you feel in called to do so I would love that or if you just want to check it out she was just encouraging people not for herself but just to step outside of themselves Mm. to kind of look into it more and just again be aware of of people around you and I I really did feel the God God and the the Holy Spirit come over me I've had it three times in my life that I mean this this warm wash just literally filled my body, and right away I just sent her a message. I was like, hey, what do you have to do to figure out about this donation thing? And so we were messaging on Facebook Messenger, and she told me, you know, you can reach out to the donor coordinator. And so I did, um, and I think a lot of people did at that time because, you know, they were just compelled by her story and, and just figuring out, you know, we have two kidneys. Why not? You know, <laughs> if we're allowed to only live with one, then I mean, what's it hurt to try to help somebody in this life? You know, um, and so I got put on the list with the donor coordinator. I think I was like third in line of yeah. people who had reached out. And so we did like a phone interview. She just wanted to know kind of my basic health stuff. And she's like, okay, well, you know, if, if these others don't work out, then I'll call you back. And, um, so she did call me back, I think it was in January, and she was like, okay, it's your turn. Um, so what the, it, it's St. Luke's Hospital in Houston, and they are amazing. They, I mean, educated. I was I had to do like a Zoom class with other people who had who were con- contemplating donation. Um, we did a Zoom class. We watched these videos. They, they want you to be fully prepared before you even do blood tests, like to, you know, go in with eyes wide open because it is, you know, it's a major surgery. Um, and so just all throughout the whole time and never once did I waver or think, oh, my goodness gracious, what am I doing? I just, I've, I just always felt like this was it. I I don't know. God, again, was just leading me the whole time, and I never never had a second guess. Well, I have, I have a couple of questions. Um, Crystal, what, what did you feel when you realized these people were willing to undergo mm-hmm. surgery to help you? I mean, how did, how did that impact you? Oh, my gosh. I think I cried every time somebody asked me and um, stepped up to want to get tested. It, it was – I was just – all. I was in awe the entire time, and I just felt so blessed. And and it was funny because at the same time, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to have to go through surgery for me. I hope they have no pain. I don't want any pain on them. But I, it it was amazing. It really let – it really um, – it was a realization that there are wonderful people out there that are giving, and and it, I just felt very blessed and just amazed. Well, now I have a question for you, Jennifer. I cannot imagine if I went to my husband, Eric, and said... That's my second question. (laughs) That was okay. (laughs) See, we're right on the same page here. You know, with 
you know, with everything going on and being a mom to these girls and, and all like that, if I said, hey, babe, I think I might want to go and donate a kidney, I think he might go, uh, wait a minute, I let's let's talk about this. Yeah, so I, I told my husband, I was like, oh, hey, remember, you know, I talked about Crystal. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, well, and I told the, the story. I was like, I'm just going to check into it. He's like, okay. And so then I told my son, he was a senior in high school at the time. He was like, I wouldn't do it, but good for you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> they, never, they were just like, whatever. We know you do odd things, and you're just always out. They're, they're very introverted. I'm very extroverted. And they just sit back and, and watch my show. And, and yeah, they never, they never questioned it at all. Uh, always supportive. Well, but that was before you found out you were a match. What did they say when yeah. you found out you were the match? So. They were like, oh, wow. Okay. So <laughs> this is really happening. <laughs> like, yep, sure is. And so, yeah, that's not, not, they didn't waver either. They just trusted me and trusted the, the Lord had both of us, all of us, in his hands. Wow, I love that. I mean, that's such a big step. And to have your husband right there saying, yeah, babe, okay, we're doing this, that's that's awesome. Right. Now, how did they actually confirm that you were the match? What does that process look like? So it started, so I live in Waco, and Crystal lives in Houston, and then the hospital's in Houston. So the first part, after I watched the videos, they sent to Waco a, a blood test kit that I went to, like, a local lab. There were, I don't even know how many vials of blood and all the different <laughs> testing. I'm and sure. they, like, shipped it back, FedEx, and so they went through all this testing. And I'm not sure how how they figure it out. I I don't know if it matters so much if you have the same blood type anymore, but it's just all the scientific stuff. I, it's way over my head. Um, so they did all the blood work, and they said, yep, this, math, this is good, this is good, this is good. And then after that, they wanted to make sure that I was healthy and, and physically able to undergo that. So then in April, I went to Houston um, on a Friday and then back on a Monday, and did just a ton of testing, EKG, heart, ultrasound, um, MRI. I mean, just a ton of different things to make sure I was healthy. Um, and so then they took it to the board. And the, there was a, a setback because in 2015 I had um, thyroid cancer. Mm-hmm. It was all encapsulated within a cyst. But they wanted to make sure – I still have one half of my thyroid. So they wanted to make sure that if I donated a kidney and perchance – thyroid cancer came back. How would that affect me personally? So I went to my kidney doctor, not kidney doctor, my um, thyroid doctor here in town. She did all this testing and, you know, she said, if it hasn't come back within five years, you're pretty much good to go. And the type of cancer, again, it was all, it was just a little bit encapsulated within a cyst. So she's like, if you're going to get it, this is the best kind. You're fine. So they went back to the board in July at the hospital because it's a whole board, like all the doctors between the cardiologist, kidney doctor, everyone, they, they present your case. And so they presented it, and I was approved. And so I called Crystal that day, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> she just got home from work, and I was like, guess what? You know, we're approved. So I'm not sure if the matching, if, if we were a match before I was healthy enough or how the whole process works. Crystal might have more insight. Yeah, cr- cr- yeah, Crystal, give us a little more insight into that. <laughs> and also, what what were you doing to prepare for a potential surgery? And oh. once you heard from Jennifer that phone call, I want to know what happened at your house. Oh, right. <laughs> like, did, did, uh, was there like a party or what, what was going on? Well, um, I had just, I think I was, um, I, I know I was home. I was in the kitchen when she called and, and when she told me, oh, I had, I know I had the biggest smile on my face like I have now. Uh-huh. And I was just like, like I had to, replay the words that she just said mm. believe it but I was so excited I know I started crying mm. and just I couldn't wait for my husband to get home to tell him because I could not believe it because I had had 
several other people, you know, try to donate and they would, they would call me to let me know that, you know, they were not a match. And one thing with St. Luke's is that the donor team is separate from the recipient team. So, and, and I, I, I get it, HIPAA and all that. So I myself would never know anything about the donor, anything, any of the process. It was always the donor that would have to, you know, keep me up to date, like, hey, I got to go do testing or they're going to make the decision on, you know, uh, next week. So luckily, uh, like Jennifer, she, she kept me updated anytime that she had to do something. And then when she called me, I just, oh, I know I was shaking. I was so excited. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. It, I guess because, you know, I was waiting for, um, you know, almost two years. And it was just, it was just beyond belief. I just, I just cried. Mm-hmm. I was so Wow. Uh, you know, wow. <laughs> God is amazing. And, and I'm sure that it was even more... Obviously, this whole process is incredibly special and amazing. But to know your donor personally um, is mind-blowing to me. Um, And how God orchestrated all of that um, for the two of you. The other thing that's a bit mind-blowing for me is that, Jennifer, you started this process in January of 22. And the surgery just happened in November. And so this is literally a year process, almost a year process for you guys to, you know, all the testing and the waiting and the phone calls and all, all of that. I, it, that part seems almost excruciating. Um, and, you know, Crystal, each day, you know, you're going through dialysis and um, just – I mean, you probably did. You have to do dialysis every day or or every week. Um, I was very lucky that um, because I'm very disciplined in my health, I only had to do dialysis the month before the surgery. Oh wow! Okay. And my kidney decided to just go to sleep, and that's and they said, "Yeah, you gotta start dialysis." So I try to prolong it as much as I could, but my kidney said, "No bueno." It's time to go to sleep. So you were in dire need of this kidney. Um, again, another God-ordained thing. The the testing had been done and complete, and Jennifer was a match, and she was healthy, and she was ready. And your kidney said, yeah, I'm ready, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. You know, I and I think, you know, whenever I go out and uh, have something kind of big in front of me, I always have people that I know specifically are praying for me. I'm guessing y'all had very specific people that were mm-hmm. praying for you through this. I mean, Jennifer, I'm guessing being brought up in a Christian home, your mom was all over that. Yeah, my parents, um, yes, they were always praying. I prayed every night, you know, the, coming up to it. Um, I would wake up in the middle of the night and just and just talk to the Lord, my husband mm-hmm. and my son. And I, I wasn't super vocal, like, with friends and, and work. Actually, Jennifer it, didn't tell time. anybody until really right before it happened. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I told, like, my boss and just, at, like, two or three of my close friends here at, here at work, and they knew. Um, but, yeah, I was, I'm just a very private person like that. I don't want the attention on me because, to me, it's about Crystal and, and her, like, life, you know. Um, so... But yes, everyone, once they found out, I just got inundated with messages and texts about praying for us, and everybody wanted to know how we're doing. They everyone know how she's doing, um, and which made me happy because, again, it's about her. It's so funny. I can imagine your office place. Oh, where's Jennifer today? Oh, she's donating a kidney. Like, like, and your coworkers are like, what? <laughs> Actually, many of them said, we're not surprised. Oh. Oh, that's, so, that's yes. amazing. That's amazing. Well, listening friends, we do have to take another break. Um, we will have more with Jennifer Tyndall and Crystal Watson when we return to Love Talk, real world examples of loving each other as God had loved us, has loved us. And just, 
a real world example of how the Lord orchestrates our lives and just ask us to take the next step. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. We'll have more about embracing life, organ, donor, organ, transplant. When we return and to Love Talk. welcome back, friends. You're right listening to this. Love Talk here on The Bridge, Austin. Today's Christian Talk, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. I'm, in, I'm Kathy Endebrock in studio today with my beautiful co-host, Coach Carrie Brinkader and Marlene McMichael. We are talking today about embracing life with donor and transplant guests. We are so excited to have with us today Jennifer Tyndall and Crystal Watson, childhood friends who lost touch with each other more than three decades ago. But today they are both college administrators in different parts of Texas, reunited in friendship and reconnected, not because of their careers, but because of God's love and Jennifer's willingness to give part of herself to save Crystal's life. And uh, about the time that we were all enjoying our Thanksgiving turkey friends, Jennifer was donating <laughs> her kidney to Crystal. And so now, Crystal, when Jennifer's kidney first went in you, which is just crazy to say, I never thought I'd say that on air, <laughs> okay. but when it did, it got to work right away, right? Yes, um, the, it was definitely not a sleepy kidney. It, and it, it went in. It was worked immediately. Wow! Exactly. In fact, they they told me it was a perfect match. Match, and apparently that's not the average. But they said it was more than perfect. Wow! For me, it was God perfect. <laughs> wow! Exactly. So, how are you feeling now? I'm I'm definitely feeling much better. Um, it's going on three weeks on Monday. It was a little rough at first, but I can actually say that I'm walking a little bit more straighter and walking a little longer. So uh, it's 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 beautiful. Uh, I get clinic visit visits each week, and I've gone to two of them so far. And um, on Tuesday, they told me that my kidney all levels are like normal people levels. Wow. Oh, my. And so, Jennifer, how does that make you feel? Uh, It makes me realize that God was right. And so, (laughs) you know, he led us through it all. And what what I I think it's funny, so I'm I'm a very tall person and my torso is long. And so, apparently, my kidney was larger than the average. And Crystal's tiny. And I'm like, where did they hook it up? Yeah. <laughs> but it worked. So. I know when I saw they took a picture of it, and when they showed it to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, that thing is huge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have often wondered about this. You know, God made us all look different on the outside, right? We all have noses and eyes and mouths, but they all look different. And so I've often wondered if our organs look different, too, because I am very tall as well, Jennifer. And I'm like, do I have, you know, are my kidneys, do they look different than Kathy's? Well, apparently they do. And I am glad to know this. Um, So how are you feeling, Jennifer? How are you feeling? I feel really good. I feel great. Um, that first week, just because it was laparoscopic surgery, they just went in a little cut around my belly button. Um, but they blow you up with the air and then the anesthesia. So I just felt like oh, I felt like it felt like I was pregnant that week after. That's mm-hmm. like how still full of air and all that. So it, like she said, it's hard to stand up straight. It just felt weird. But by that Saturday, I wasn't even taking Tylenol anymore. Um, I was just, I was feeling good. I was trying to, you know, walk, not overdo it, nap. Um, and so every single day I'm, I'm just like better and better. I, I keep saying I'm like 95% to what I was. And that's only because I still, you still get out of breath a little bit. You can't, you know, walk as long and I can't go to the gym or anything, but. That'll come. That's all. That's all. That well, I love that. Yeah. So now, Crystal, you have Jennifer's double D size kidney <laughs> in your little like A sized area that you're used to kidney, and it's just working and doing everything it's supposed to do. And I mean, I, I just think that's an incredible thing to get to see how God works and how He meets our needs from 
these places of provision. And so what is your husband thinking about all of this? Is because is he like, oh, my goodness, I need to reconnect with this old uh, college football player. No, no, who no. Is middle school. Middle school. Oh, yeah, yeah, college. Yeah. <laughs> middle school football player. Because you all were, were saying that your husband actually didn't know, didn't realize it until recently that they played middle school football together on the same team. So have your husbands talked at all? I am so sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll answer that. So um, the, the Sunday before our surgery, my husband and I went to Houston early, and we met them for lunch. And I think it was like about a three-hour lunch. Yeah. We just sat there and, and talked and caught up. And I went to the same junior high, but I was kind of like a, a nerd. So I don't think her husband remembered me. But, um, <laughs> we all went to Midway here in Waco together. But, um, yeah, it was great. I mean, we were just talking about old old friends from back then and, and catching up. And so, yeah, it was good. Interesting. And we planned to do that more. You know, Excellent. you guys just seem to be so connected from childhood friends and your husband's knew each other in middle school, and then you reconnected, and um, Crystal's mom taught, uh, was an instructor where you're now working, Jennifer. You're both in higher ed. Yes, and her husband, her dad, and brother, both they all three went to TSTC and, and are doing a program that my son signed up to do this fall as well. So it's just all this intertwining of our lives, even three and a half, four hours apart, 30 years apart. What that, yeah, what that tells me, though, is that God intended this to happen, and he was creating all of these links so that it would happen and blessing you as he went. That's just amazing. Mm -hmm. He's a perfect God. Well, you know, as we start to, to... wrap up our program we have about five minutes left um crystal what would you tell our listening friends about how you know god has worked in your life or you know something you're taking away from this experience you know as you move forward oh that it's this was all in god's hands it um you know i just trust in the lord and um, there's a, a verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I I try to live by that always. Um, you know, no matter what you're going through, um, the you know, the, the put everything in God's hands. Mm-hmm. The Lord has you. And, um, and, you know, of course, I wanted to have a donor right away, but I knew, you know what? It's this is God's plans. This is God's timing. You know, I may not agree with His timing at times, but He's got He's the perfect. His timing is perfect, and and you know, not not to fear that you know, as long as you trust and love in your Lord, everything's gonna work out, mm-hmm. and 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 to you know, if you're going through a kidney transplant to, you know, reach out to others and let them know what you're going through. So maybe you can find a donor um, that's out there for you. Uh, normally, um, you wait five to ten years. Wow. That's what well average is. But I was very blessed um, with being surrounded by wonderful people to step up. And I only really had to wait two years. Yeah. And I think, oh, I thank the Lord every day for that, because if it wasn't for him, I would not be where I am now. Wow. Um, I, I love that. I mean, in his hands, in his plans, that's your future. It's a mm-hmm. it's a good future, the best future. Jennifer, what would you what would you say to people who are considering uh, the Texas donor uh, organ donor registry or who are considering uh, being an organ donor? I would highly recommend it. You know, I think um, a lot of us, are we put organ donor on our driver's license. Well, that doesn't mean anything for the here and now and the people who, who are in need now. And if you have this opportunity, if you're healthy, and, you know, I believe that we're all put on this earth 
not for selfish reasons, but to make an impact in some way. Um, and if this might, maybe this is your way. Maybe God is saying, you know, check it out. It's fine. It's, um, it's not a terrible surgery. It is easy. You're going to have your lifespan isn't going to be no different. And in fact, it might be a little better because you're, you're more aware of what you eat and exercising because you do have one kidney. And so, it's not bad. I would highly encourage at least just checking into it because there are so many people out there in need that that we just we walk around with our blessed lives and and just don't even realize it. Mm. Well, you know, you can go to Donate Life Texas, which is a website um, to check out the uh, database. There, you can. Um, download a registration form. You can obviously put on your driver's license that you'd like to be an organ donor. And um, you can include organ donation in your medical power of attorney. So if anything were to happen to you, um, you could have your organs donated, um, which Marlene was chatting about a little boy who tragically passed away um, just a few, I think it was two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. but um, he had been talking about seeing Jesus for weeks and how he was wanted to be eight years old in heaven. And he, his mother and father were able to donate his organs and save four lives. Um, And so, you know, that's a a beautiful picture from a tragic accident. And you guys get to have a beautiful picture here on earth and experience it with one another. Um, Thank you so much for being with us, Jennifer and Crystal. Um, We really appreciate your time. Thank you. you. It is. It's been a real pleasure. So um, I just I hope God blesses you both, keeps you healthy and um, that this story be shared far and wide. Thank you. Absolutely. Friends, we Thanks love you. Opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Crystal. Friends, we love you here on, on Love Talk. We're here with you every Saturday morning, and we, this year is going to be fantastic. So make sure to hang out with the love ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater for Kathy Underbrock and Marlene McMichael. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.